Hello friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Interactive Podcast. I'm your host, Angela Racine. So before I start this week's episode, I do want to preface that I am a little bit congested. I've had like a runny, stuffy nose all week long. I have no idea why. Maybe I'm still recovering from spring break. I don't know. (laughs) So I think last episode I was also a bit congested, but if I do have to stop the audio at any point or it sounds like I don't know, different like that. It's just because I will be blowing my nose. (laughs) And I'm going to pause the audio because I feel like y'all wouldn't want to hear that. (laughs) But anyway, today I am back with a little informative episode. It's been a while since I've done a super information-packed episode. This is a bit of a more serious topic. It's a little heavy, so I do want to give a little trigger warning to anyone. I am going to be mentioning... um, eating disorder, eating disorders, disordered eating, disordered actions, things like that. So if that's something that you are a little bit sensitive to, maybe hold off until next week and use this time to catch up on old episodes. But I don't want to upset anyone. Also, I'll do another disclaimer before I get into the rest of it. But yeah, if that's something you're sensitive about, feel free to not listen to this week's episode. Anyway, now that I got that out of the way, let's do a little catch up. So I have had kind of an exciting week. Monday was definitely action-packed for me. So Monday morning, I had my first personal training session as a personal trainer. I was so freaking nervous. So at the gym that I work at, we do these like um free personal training session giveaways, basically. Because I think everyone that has a membership gets, like, a free intro session. But then we host these little giveaways where someone could win, like, two, three, or four free sessions. So I had reached out to a couple people that won. And one of the women responded to me. So Monday morning, me and her had our little intro session together. I was supposed to be doing it with the manager because he's someone who's experienced in um, conducting personal training sessions. But he was running a bit late. So I was like, you know what? I got it handled. I'll take care of it myself. And it went so well. The time flew by. I didn't feel like I had to like make up anything during it or try to make the time like to go as long as needed. I feel like I had a lot of good things to say. She seems to be really happy with what I had to say. And it was just like it felt really rewarding. Like her saying that like the form corrections were like helping her and like already. Oh my god. I just like I can't wait until I get more clients and I'm like just really like fully dived into the space. I'm just super hyped for that. So it honestly went as good as it could have been. And we already have our next session scheduled. So I was really happy about that. That was Monday morning. Monday was also me and my boyfriend's two year anniversary, which is so crazy. Two years. It's such a freaking long time. But it's funny because like, A lot of people were telling me that they felt like we were together for so much longer just because of like how much time we spend together, how comfortable we are together. And it really does in a like in a way kind of feel like it was longer, but it was our two years. So he took me out to a hibachi place. Um, He surprised me with a restaurant, of course. He's always good at picking restaurants, but we had a nice dinner. It was very fun. But while we were on our way to dinner... We got an email from the apartment complex down in Austin that we applied to. So 
I think I mentioned last week that we did apply for the apartment and we haven't heard back from them yet. But, um, (laughs) yeah, I'm just thinking about how excited I am. Oh, my goodness. But it took them a little bit of time to get back to us. I think it was like a week that it took them. And we got the email when we were like 10 minutes away from the restaurant that we did get the apartment. So, oh, my God, I'm so excited. I just can't wait to be down there. It literally is like it's coming up so quickly because right now it's actually the last or no, not the last day. March is 31 days. So silly. But it's the end of March and then we just have April, May and then we're moving in June, which is like insane. (laughs) And speaking of things moving quickly, I only have four more weeks of school and then I'm done forever and I don't have any finals. So I don't even have anything going on finals week. And then I'm graduating in five weeks, which is like literally just over a month. So things, I feel like these next few months are just going to feel like they are flying by for me with me finishing my last semester of school, starting personal training, graduating, moving down to Texas. Like, oh my God, I am just so excited for this next chapter of my life. I have such high hopes. I'm just like feeling so optimistic about it. And I could not be looking more forward to it like I just I'm at a loss for words (laughs) so I have a lot of exciting things coming up for me I'm really excited about that but besides that those are the only catch-ups I really have the only updates let's see if I go through my camera roll and think of anything else because I feel like I will always just give a couple basic like little catch-up things and then I'm like uh that was pretty much it oh I visited my dad this weekend how could I forget about that It was so fun. Me and my boyfriend drove up to my dad's place because him and his girlfriend just moved into a new townhouse together and it is super nice. We loved our little sleepover we had. We had a great dinner together and then we went to this little diner the next morning and my dad's girlfriend was telling me so a minute down the road from them there was a new sweet green location and if y'all know me I fucking love sweet greens. If you don't know what it is, it's basically kind of like, it's any like make it your own like food place. You know what I mean? Like Subway, Moe's, Chipotle, like you point to the ingredients you want and they make it for you, right? So it's a salad bowl place, but it's like warm salad. So you can get quinoa or rice and then over a bed of greens. They have a ton of protein options. They have really good tofu, which is something I love about them. Then they have all the toppings, dressings, and they top it off with like a slice of sourdough bread. So it's really fucking good. Like, like I love sweet green. And I'm sad because the previous to that, I thought the nearest one around me was in Boston, which literally isn't even my state. So I never get the opportunity to have it all that often. So we went down to sweet green and we kind of were hesitant because we tried calling. There was no answer online. It said that it was closed. So we hadn't thought that it opened yet, but We get there and it's full of people. So we were like, oh, cool, it is opened. We walk inside and they start asking for like if we signed up for the day or something. And we were kind of confused. We didn't really understand. And they basically explained to us like, oh, we're not opened yet. We open on Tuesday. Today is free taste testing day. And my jaw dropped. (laughs) Like I was like, you're kidding. Everything's free. And they were like, yeah, like the whole menu every everything it wasn't like you know how some places it'll have like a restricted menu or only like 
specific items or whatever. No. The whole place was absolutely free. And I was like, this is the best day of my life. What's better than sweet green? Free sweet green. So I was really happy about that. That was so fun. Such a good time with my family as always. And yeah, I guess that's all I have to talk about for myself now. But I had a good week. It honestly kind of flew by. Like, it's already the weekend. How did that happen? Oh my god. Speaking of the weekend, guys, every time I think I'm done with my little catch-up, I guess I'm having more to tell you. Um, what the fuck? My school is in the final four for March Madness, which I feel like is something that's very much worth noting. Oh my god, how do I forget about that? But I'm honestly so jealous because the final four is in Houston and I wanted to go so, so bad. There's actually a lot of people from my school that are going and I'm feeling so left out. I have insane FOMO, but I'm working this weekend, so I couldn't really, you know, get my shifts covered. And I mean, I guess like in theory, I could try to get them covered, but like, I need the money. It was going to be expensive to fly down there and find a place to stay, all that stuff. But oh my God, I am just so unbelievably jealous. I wish I could go to Houston so badly, especially because like, oh, Texas is going to be my state. But (laughs) oh, well, I guess, you know, I would say next time, but when's the next time I'm going to be in college and also going to a school that's in the final four? Like, come on. But oh, well, missed opportunity. It is what it is. But there's still going to be a watch party at our, like, stadium that we, like, the basketball stadium we have, so they're just gonna, like, put it on the big screen and everyone's still gonna go in, so I'm still gonna do that, hopefully, with some friends, and that'll be fun, but it won't be Houston, (laughs) but that's still okay. I'm still definitely looking forward to it, and it'll be a fun time. On that note, I think that is finally all I have to talk about with you guys, so... Without further ado, let's dive straight into the episode. So before I jump in, a little disclaimer, like I mentioned, I'm not a dietitian or a specialist in anything surrounding eating disorders or, you know, personality or anything like that. This is all just information I've collected on my own and learned on my own time. This is my own opinions. Um, This is stuff that I've learned in some of my college psych classes, so this is not Bible. Don't like basically don't. I'm not a bite a dietitian. <laughs> that's, that's all I'm going to say. I'm not registered or anything. I'm not a professional in this. I'm not a specialist. So take it as you will. Okay. So jumping right into it, as you guys saw by the title, this episode is going to be all about orthorexia. Okay. So if you guys are unfamiliar, unfamiliar with that term or don't know what it means fully, The definition is orthorexia is basically an obsession with healthy eating paired with restrictive behaviors. So maybe you're obsessed with healthy eating and you're constantly going to the gym or and you're restricting um, alcohol. You don't let yourself go um, consume alcohol, right? Sorry, I'm stumbling over my words, my goodness. Or you don't let yourself eat junk food, things like that. So behaviors that some people might also have that are associated with this let's dive a bit deeper into it but before I do before I state these remember that something or sometimes these can be handled in a more healthy way these behaviors that I'm going to talk about but it's all about the mindset and why someone is choosing to do that right so these might not be necessarily super bad behaviors 
but just because they're coming from a restrictive mindset, they are still harmful to the person, okay? So, for example, one thing is going to be excessive exercise. So with excessive excessive exercise, oh my goodness, why can't I talk? (laughs) This doesn't have to mean, like, hours on end, seven days a week, like, just five hours a day, every day of exercising. That's not necessarily what excessive exercise always means. It can also mean pushing your intensity too hard all of the time and not giving your body the adequate rest days to recover. So what do I mean by this? For example, something that I've seen online is people promoting pushing yourself with your workouts until you cry. Like something that's something that people think I don't know if they think it's cute or like relatable or they think like it shows that they're a hard worker but people would literally like film themselves crying through a workout or saying like oh my god like I pushed myself so hard I was crying at the end of it and like like genuinely crying not like oh I shed a tear or I'm like wincing because it's hard like on the regular they are like commonly crying during their workout because they're pushing themselves so hard that is not normal okay something I've also seen that really worried me is pushing yourself until you throw up people are like oh my god I was heaving in the locker room after this or someone I know actually posted a video of her like not someone I personally know I should rather say someone I'm familiar with online um posted a video of her throwing up like while she was working out because she was pushing herself so hard Or something that, like, I see guys doing, especially, like, powerlifting guys, is, like, when they're deadlifting, like, they're, like, pushing themselves so hard that they're constantly getting nosebleeds or they're passing out. None of this is normal, and it shouldn't be remotely common in your training, okay? That is definitely something that isn't safe, and it should worry you, and that's not something you should strive to achieve when you're working out. If it happens once maybe twice or maybe you're getting a nosebleed because you're very prone to them or the air is dry or you're passing out for like other health reasons not strictly 100% because you're pushing yourself too hard like there's always exceptions of course as there will be in the rest of the points that I'm going to make but it shouldn't be normal and you should not promote pushing yourself until you cry pushing yourself until you throw up that is excessive and that is disordered some a behavior that some people might also have that I notice is they will start to eat a relatively quote-unquote normal amount of food again so they're still getting in enough calories but they will only eat foods that they've prepared and cooked for themselves or they become obsessed with like cooking and baking and what I see this as is I see it as a control thing so when you go out to dinner you don't know what's going on in the kitchen, right? You don't know what foods or what ingredients are being put into the food. Obviously, you know what you're ordering, but you don't know the exact ingredients and measurements that are going into it. So when I see someone that becomes obsessed with cooking and baking or they're only eating homemade foods, I see this as they need to know exactly what's going into the foods they're eating or else they're not going to eat it. And these people typically promote like, oh, I love cooking all the time. I'm going to come out with like a recipe book or like they're always promoting or they're always posting, excuse me, all of these new foods that they're baking and they're constantly like showing full days of eating and showing them baking, showing them cooking. 
again, if it's coming from a healthy place and that's just a passion they have, that's okay. But you're usually able to tell, and then sometimes you sometimes you can't tell, but typically you're able to tell, okay, is this a passion that they have or is this obsessive and disordered? These are also the types of people that won't ever go out to eat or they very rarely go out to eat, right? So they're never posting like, that they're going out to dinner or grabbing a quick bite from a grocery store, things like that. A habit that I also notice in people with orthorexia is they only stick to whole foods. So if you don't know what a whole food means, it's basically a food that can't be broken down into any other ingredients. So when you think of a cake, what do you think of for the ingredients? There's flour, sugar, milk, eggs, like there's a lot of ingredients that go into making that cake, right? But in like foods that can't be broken down, whole foods would be eggs, rice, chicken, fruits and vegetables, things that come from nature most of the time, pretty sure all of the time, and you can't break it down into any other ingredients, right? Like rice is made of rice. There's nothing else that goes into it. Chicken is chicken, things like that. So people that exhibit signs of this disorder typically stick to or they might I I shouldn't say typically they might stick to a diet that's consistent of almost all whole foods and again some people that's just how they like to eat because it makes them feel good but I'm talking about disorders going on with the rest of this episode I hope that anything I'm saying is taken in the correct context so again when I'm talking about sticking to whole foods um only cooking for themselves not going out to eat Yes, these might be seen as healthy things and they can be done completely in a healthy way, but I'm talking about disorders here and people who struggle with finding balance. So I'm saying that these are negative qualities just because in this context. Okay, so I hope that makes sense. One last behavior that I see some people have is they won't eat anything that isn't coming from like a healthier alternative. So, for example, rather than eating ice cream that they just buy from the store, like a little pint of Ben and Jerry's, they will make the quote-unquote nice cream. So, you know, you blend up frozen bananas or frozen mango, and then you add all of the other parts that you want to add to it. Maybe you add some milk, chocolate chips, things like that. Instead of eating ice cream, they'll go out of their way to make a healthier version. Or, instead of eating just regular peanut butter, they refuse to have regular peanut butter, they will only eat pb fit or pb2 the powdered peanut butter that has less calories and less fat there's plenty of other um examples too like there's brands like annie's where annie's makes um they have a lot of frozen foods and snack foods they have their own version of um cheese it's like all these different snacks their own version of mac and cheese things like that people with orthorexia might refuse to eat the name brand and go out of their way to only get the organic and only get the quote-unquote healthier option not because they're caring about their health but because it's obsessive so i see this condition in a lot of people who claim to be recovered from eating disorders or disordered eating so people that say they recovered from anorexia or bulimia or even maybe binge eating or just like suffered from minor disordered I shouldn't say minor, um, other disorders in the past, a lot of people will then have it turn into orthorexia, but label that as I found balance unhealthy now. 
I also see this in some people who decide to go on prep for a competition. Like if you're um, doing a bikini show, things like that. Yes, there are plenty of people who do these shows for the like the right way and understand that it isn't sustainable to train like that all the time. But a percentage of people on those shows are also very disordered. A reason why people who struggled with disordered eating habits in the past might start show prep is because they think that if they go on prep, then it isn't disordered because they're quote unquote training for something like, oh no, I'm training for a competition. I have a goal. This is, you know, this is a sport that people do. I I can't be unhealthy because I'm training with purpose, you know, things like that. And what I see that as is I see them, this is just my own personal opinion, I see them lying to themselves. I see them covering it up with an excuse and I feel like this is very harmful because people who have an online presence that are promoting this and showcasing themselves doing their hours of cardio and, you know, low diet and constant, you know, body checking, all these things that you have to do for prep, they're doing it in an unhealthy way with an unhealthy mindset, but they're promoting it as, no, I'm just being competitive. It's again, it's all about your mindset and the execution. I see this also, or I see people also not allowing themselves to drink alcohol or to go out on the weekends because of their orthorexia. So again, it's okay if you choose to not drink for other reasons, but choosing not to drink because you are purposefully being restrictive is different. So I'll get more into that later. But I guess shifting into why I'm making this episode. So why did I make it? Why am I spreading this information? Why am I talking about this? Maybe you are someone who is struggling with something like this, but you didn't fully realize it or you didn't fully understand it. Or maybe you needed a little bit of a reality check with your habits, right? A lot of people, like I said, they're lying to themselves. They refuse to admit to themselves that they have a problem or... They just say, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, and they push it away. Maybe you follow accounts online, like I've mentioned, who might claim to be healthy and balanced, but they're spreading possibly harmful information, right? So, like I said, these people that are constantly obsessed with only cooking for themselves, only eating whole foods, or going on stage and claiming that their stage prep is, you know, because they're competitive and they're working towards something, maybe you're following these accounts and you're thinking that that's what health and balance is, but in reality, they're, they have a tainted view of it, and they're spreading that misinformation to you. I also wanted to make this episode simply to spread some awareness, because I feel like orthorexia isn't something that I personally believe is talked about a lot, and I feel like it isn't very well known, because up until the past month, I would say, I didn't don't think I had fully heard of the term orthorexia before and I didn't really understand fully what it meant but now that I have a much better handle on it with um the information I've consumed and a lot that I've learned about it I just felt that it was very important to speak up about this and even if I don't have a huge platform just spread awareness like I said and speak up about it and educate people about about it even though again I'm not a professional in anything When we see someone with seemingly healthy behaviors, we typically don't really think much of it, but in reality, everyone needs to find real balance, okay? So leading a healthy lifestyle doesn't mean that you're working out 
seven days a week, only eating whole foods, only eating home-cooked meals, focusing only on yourself, drinking, like, getting in your 12K steps a day. Being healthy is also including your mental health, your spiritual health, your emotional health, your relational health, you know, people that are around you. So, for example, going out on the weekend with your friends or grabbing dinner out with your family once a week is healthy, okay? And this is healthy because it's adding to your quality of life and it's helping to strengthen the relationships that you have. Don't get too caught up in all of, like, let me, let me rephrase. Don't get too caught up all the time with exercise and food. It should be a part of your life, but not your whole life, okay? When, it, when you let it consume you, then you might become isolated from those around you and you're going to develop an unhealthy obsession. So if you are super strict of, I could never go out to drink because alcohol is unhealthy and it's not anabolic and it's toxic to my body and... I'm going to be super unhealthy and miserable and bloated if I go out to drink. Take a step back. You can have, you can go out and have fun with your friends once a week or once every other week, however often you choose to. And don't let that like ruin your day, okay? Because I know a lot of people, they'll still go out and they'll have a fun time, but then the next morning or the next day, they're beating themselves up about it. They're skipping breakfast. They're working out extra hard because they need to, quote unquote, like burn off what they did the night before. That is not true because if you will go out with your friends and you have a great night with them and you get to bond with them more, you get to have fun, you get to meet people, you're being social, you're being around other humans, then that's healthy. It's okay if you have a couple drinks and you might not feel the best the next morning, but you're making connections. Humans are social beings. It is so important to socialize. And when you start isolating yourself, that's when you really get unhealthy, okay? You could be eating all whole foods, cooking for yourself, going to the gym consistently. But if you don't have, like, that support around you and that that network and system of people that you have relationships with, then you're not healthy. I actually was just listening to a podcast, and I've heard this statistic before, but it was reminded, it reminded me again that... Being lonely or being isolated, I think the statistic is something like it is just as bad for you as smoking 20 cigarettes a day. Like that's the impact that it has on your health because we need other people. We need support from others. We need to have that connection, right? So being alone and feeling lonely and isolating yourself, it's harmful. It's very harmful to your health. So To reiterate one last time, like I said, and I'm going to say it again, a lot of these behaviors aren't inherently bad, but it's all about your mindset and the level that you're letting them control you, okay? You can choose to limit your drinking as long as you don't freak out and obsess over that one mixed drink you had last night. You can choose to consume a diet of mostly whole foods as long as you're also okay with the occasional treat or going out, dining out. Again, life is all about balance, and if your mindset is holding you back from enjoying life, then you really need to take a step back and really assess where you are in life and how you want to start making these small little changes for the better. Because no one wants to live a life that feels restricted, okay? On that note, I'm going to end it off there. I hope what I was saying made sense. I hope it impacted a couple people and really reached you. If you're not someone who personally struggles with disordered habits surrounding exercise and food, maybe it helped you. 
<clears throat> learn more about this episode. Maybe I brought some awareness. <clears throat> excuse me. Maybe I brought some awareness of the topic to you. Maybe you were able to notice like, hey, someone I'm really close to is struggling with this. I maybe want to help them through that. Just be gentle with your approach. Maybe you also realize that you follow a couple pages that are spreading misinformation online that you want to get away from. So I'm going to end it there. I hope you guys all take care of yourself. Eat plenty of yummy good foods. (laughs) Remember, it's okay to take a rest day. Take it easy. It's all about balance. Yada, yada, yada. Anyway, if you liked this podcast, you can rate me a five star on Apple Podcast or Spotify. If you are listening on Apple, you can also leave me a written review. You can find me on Instagram at AngelaR.fit, and you can also find the podcast on Instagram at interactive.podcast. My link tree is always linked in the show notes, so you can go see all my other links, my OF, my Amazon storefront, the brands that I'm working with, all that good stuff. And yeah, I will leave you guys to it, and I will talk to you guys next Friday. Bye, guys.